the hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan's big electric switch. Scrappage is now available on your old car when you switch to a 100% electric Nissan Leaf. The month of May is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month, a campaign which aims to spread more awareness about bladder health. And to that end, I'm joined now by Karen Thomas, a urology clinical nurse specialist at the Beacon Hospital, to discuss everything to do with the bladder. Um, uh, Karen, you're very welcome to the hard shoulder. How common is bladder cancer in Ireland? Bladder cancer is surprisingly common. I think it's one of those things that a lot of people have never heard of. And if you ask people to name cancers, bladder wouldn't be top of the list. Worldwide, it's about the 10th most common cancer. In Ireland, it ranks 13, but that's uh, a little bit higher for men. So around ninth for men and a little bit less common for women. Okay, okay. So it's common enough in the top 10, as you said, uh, cancers in Ireland uh, for men. What causes it? Uh, Often we don't know. There are some lifestyle um, things that are known to cause it. Um, Smoking is definitely a risk factor. Um, again, probably not what you think about when you think of inhaling a cigarette, but yeah. how, the, how the body processes the toxins affects all of your body. Um, there are also some occupational exposure risks too. Um, the chemical and dye in the rubber industries will be um, top of the list of that. But very often, we just don't know why it happens. And, and sorry, the chemical dye in rubber industries, is that for the same reason as smoking? It's just toxins from that yeah, processing exposure. entering the body? Exposure to chemicals, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so listen, what are the symptoms, the early symptoms and signs of bladder cancer? Uh, This is always quite important, I think, um, because it's a subject that's not really talked about there often in terms of bladder cancer. Blood in the urine, particularly, something you should always respond to, even if it goes away on its own. And that's important because there can be a tendency for you to see a splot of blood and it to disappear and you think, ah, it's gone away now, so I don't need to do anything about that. I'd fall into the camp now of just wait a few days to see whatever problem it is. And if it goes away, then just ignore it. Well, I'm here to move you out of that camp, okay? Okay. So, (laughs) So if you see it and it disappears... You know, it still needs to be reacted to. You still need to chat with your G- GP about it. So any blood in the urine for a reason that we t- we can't explain needs to be investigated until we can rule out bladder cancer and indeed the other causes of blood in the urine, which, you know, there are a, a number. Okay, so so blood in the urine is one symptom. Are there any other obvious symptoms people need to be aware of? I think any any change in bladder symptoms probably needs a conversation with your doctor. Now there are there are a multitude of reasons for that, but you know, frequent urination, pain, pain in the pelvic region, repeated urinary infections—all things that should be talked through. So they might be a sign of bladder cancer. They might be a sign of something else that we can do something about. So they all merit, a, you know, an, an assessment really to, to to find out why it's happening. Is there a reason that it's slightly more common in men here in Ireland than women? I don't really know what the reason for the gender difference is, but I think again, worldwide there is a gender difference, not just in Ireland. I just we happen to have Irish figures split by gender, um, but worldwide there's a you know a lean towards men. Um, now whether that's you know occupational exposure from historically, um, because that occupational exposure tends to take decades to take mm. effect, it's difficult to know really. In terms then of what people can do to try and avoid bladder cancer, which I suppose is a general question really about bladder health and how to keep our bladders healthy, what can people do? Well, smoking. So smoking is definitely a risk factor. So obviously um, avoiding that. Um, Other tips, 
I guess really maintaining a healthy a healthy weight, exercising, a healthy fluid intake. So that's about one and a half to two liters a day are all generally things that we can all do. Um, but there's nothing in spe- specific beyond the smoking and the occupational exposure that you can do to, to mitigate your risk uh, of it, really. So it's being mindful and responding to early symptoms um, mm. so that we can deal with it more easily rather than brushing it under the carpet and thinking, I'll wait and see. I, I, when I mentioned that you were coming up on the show and that we were talking about bladder cancer, quite a few few people began texting in with questions and a lot of them wondering if recurring UTIs maybe were an early sign. They can be. Um, in a probably a relatively small number of cases, they can be, but they would certainly um, you know, warrant some investigation um, to, to see what's the cause of that. Sometimes there are very obvious causes um, and simple changes can, can address that. Mm. And sometimes they just need to, we, we need to look at why that is. Well, what are the obvious causes for UTIs? What is the most likely cause? But they can be basic hygiene things in, in some ways, simple simple things like how you how you wipe yourself after going to the bathroom, you know, a, a range of sort of lifestyle things that you, your GP or your nurse can, can chat through with you about how you can prevent them. Uh, one listener here has a question for you. I suffer from recurring UTI infections since going through menopause. I had them as a child, but was never brought to a doctor back then. Is there anything I can do? Um, yes, there probably are some things you can do in terms of changes, how, how you respond to the menopause. And that's a, a, a separate conversation. That's, there's been a lot of that talked about this week. Certainly talk to your GP about that. But yes, the, you know, the, the basic lifestyle uh, advice around that in terms of, as I say, how you wipe yourself, how you make, maintain your fluids, um, all sorts of positional things that we, can, that we can do, looking at the tissues in that area and how we maintain that, the moisture and healthiness of those tissues is things that you, you can look at. But that, right. doesn't, that doesn't change her risk of bladder cancer in that way. So that's a sort of a separate conversation about you know, bladder uh, UTIs, uh, urinary tract infections, rather than changing her risk of bladder cancer. Well, let me ask you this then, because someone else has gotten in touch. You mentioned fluids and getting fluids through the system. Does it matter what types of fluids I put through my system each day, wonder someone, as in if you drink only tea and fizzy drinks as opposed to water, would that impact on bladder health? It can very much. Caffeine can impact on bladder health, certainly. Again, not going to cause bladder cancer, um, but it can cause bladder irritative symptoms, um, like you know, making you pee more often than you would normally. Um, but yeah, drinking it, caffeine can cause irritation of the bladder that makes you pee, like beyond just the bladder filling up from all the coffee. It can it actually can, yeah, yeah. make you pee more regularly. There's a stimulant in caffeine, and certainly if you have a tendency to what we would call an overactive bladder, yes, then caffeine is certainly a trigger. And indeed, there are other triggers as well. So um, alcohol can be, certain foods can be. Um, you know, there's a condition that we would call an, a, an overactive bladder, again, not related to bladder cancer, mm. um, but certainly there are triggers and there's, you know, there's a so some foods to try and avoid. You know, some people will avoid spicy foods. Some people will, will avoid citrus soup, fruits to see what triggers you. Uh, and uh, to what extent uh, do does age have an impact on all of what we're talking about? Uh, it does have a significant, really. Um, bladder cancer can affect people at any age, but it's commoner in those over 50, commoner again in those over 65. So it is definitely age-related. 
Um, and in other bladder symptoms, um, again, very much an age related. So I'm fond of saying our bladders age with the rest of our body. You know, our muscle tone becomes less effective. It's less effective at storing urine than it was before. Hence, you need to pass urine more often. Sometimes there's a bit of a reduced pressure behind the flow. Um, so, you know, generally bladder health will deteriorate a little bit with age and we become more prone to bladder cancer as we age, certainly. Well, Karen, listen, thanks a million for joining us here on The Hard Shoulder. As I mentioned, May is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month and Karen Thomas is a urology clinical nurse specialist at the Beacon Hospital. (music) 